listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost with credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Today's episode features special guest Taylor Thomas, who chats with me about gift card reselling and credit cards. Taylor Thomas is originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. He first got into credit cards, miles, and points in 2015 and began manufactured spending in 2019. In April 2020, Taylor launched his group QCGC, where he posts gift card deals and buys gift cards from members to give them even more credit card spending opportunities. QCGC has continued to grow over the past three years and has around 850 members on Telegram. Before today's discussion, I have two quick show notes. I host monthly in-person meetups in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania with the group Greater Philadelphia Travel, Credit Miles and Points. Find more information at meetup.com slash philly miles and points. I'll also present at the upcoming conference ZorkFest, which will include social events and sessions educating about miles, points, and gambling. Find more information at zorkfest.com, that's Z-O-R-K-F-E-S-T dot com. And stay tuned for an upcoming episode with the event host, Michael Traeger, who will chat with me about the event taking place in Lake Tahoe on October 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2023. Now, on with today's episode with special guest, Taylor Thomas. All right, I'm here today with Taylor Thomas. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we met in person a few months ago at my meetup group, Greater Philadelphia Travel, and I've known you for quite a while selling gift cards to you online, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to record a conversation here and talk about gift card reselling and credit cards. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed the meetup, and um, hopefully I can make it back up there at some point, um, maybe by the end of the year, if not next year. Yeah, yeah, we had about a dozen people show for that, lots of general conversation, and of course, you were the guest speaker, so we spoke mostly about the gift cards angle mm-hmm. for credit cards. Good. And you've been running WhatsApp and Telegram groups, QCGC, that's Queen City Gift Cards, where you post offers to buy gift cards. For those interested in gift card reselling, how does one get started? How do they know what cards to buy? We primarily send out the deals through the Telegram group. If you haven't used Telegram before, it's, it's pretty similar to WhatsApp. Since we currently, like I'm working on an actual website, so then in the future we can just have an easy URL to go to. But for now, we're still just using the Telegram invite links for people to join. So maybe we can just include those links um, somewhere that's easily accessible for anyone listening to this. Yeah, we sent out all the posts through there. There's also a group chat where you can ask questions um, if you have any questions about any particular deals. And either myself, someone from my team, or one of the other group members will be able to bond to any, any questions in there. Yes, typically there's a deal like maybe a local grocery store chain will say, hey, we're offering 10% off or $10 back in points on $100 gift cards. And you'll say, hey, I'm willing to buy maybe Home Depot for 92.5%. So there are times where there's a promotion. We can buy Mm -hmm. the gift cards with credit, sell the cards to you so we're not losing money. Some people think, oh, well, I'm just going to be losing money if I'm just going to buy a Best Buy gift card at Best Buy and sell it to you for certain percentage, then I'm just going to lose money, but that's not what we're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to sure that you're actually participating when there's deals going on. Um, Cause yeah, obviously if you were to buy it at face value, that wouldn't really make any sense. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, in the group, like I said, we send out the, um, the posts with the new deals and with each post, we make sure to include instructions, 
how the deal works as far um, as well as a reservation sheet where you can actually reserve capacity to send to us. And typically we post articles from um, gcgalore.com for each deal. And within those, they typically do a really good job of explaining how the deal works um, in those articles themselves. So um, just make sure whenever you see those posts to, to read thoroughly all the different uh, details and instructions. Yeah, Stephen Pepper from GC Galore was a past guest on the show. He does a really good job explaining mm -hmm. what's going on. Oh, this deal expires at a certain time. This is how you do it. These are some credit cards that you can use. Like, for example, if you're going to a grocery store, people might want to use the Amex Gold card getting 4X membership yep. rewards. So you want to be sure to take advantage of those little things because all the edges add up and what does the edge usually look like for gift card deals uh, even if some of the deals are break even is it still worth doing it at the end of the day you know gift card deals are just a really good way to add additional spend um onto your card that you wouldn't really have otherwise because at a certain point um you know relying on your organic spend you're going to run out um you know of of, of capacity there so Having having these avenues to buy gift cards and resell them and basically just move money in a circle and, and, and do manufacturer spending, you know, it, it just it's really just a volume game and doing as much volume as you can. Um, I mean, a break even deal can totally make sense if you can do, you know, a few thousand dollars in, in, in one trip to the grocery store. Um, mm -hmm. If you're doing three three thousand dollars and you're getting four X or even three X on City Premier, you're looking at, you know, maybe on average one hundred dollars. Um, ROI on that time spent. So, I mean, it really just depends on the deal. Wise to take everything on a deal by deal basis and just evaluate the, the actual ROI on each deal. Cause yeah, I mean, there might be even some deals that are lower volume, but there's a lot more profit there um, as far as the margin. So yeah, I think it just depends on each deal for people. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see offers for maybe Rite Aid, a uh, drugstore or pharmacy store kind of in this area. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to take a 15 minute detour to Rite Aid to buy a gift card and get store credit when I have no idea what I'm going yeah. to do with the store credit. But mm -hmm. if I can go to the local grocery store that I'm going to anyway to buy groceries, that's right next to Panera that I'm going to almost every day. Well, oh, that's in the same parking lot. And maybe I'm in the store yeah. for about five minutes. And if I can buy maybe 1500 or $2,000 worth of cards, it may be a five, 6% edge or sometimes a lot better. We'll get into some of the better deals later on. Then it's definitely mm -hmm. worth it, especially if working on a new card, as you were saying, as some of these new card offers will say things like, hey, spend $5,000 in three months and we'll give you a bonus $700 cash back or 75,000 points, whatever the offer has to be. So working on these minimum spend new member offer goals can be quite lucrative. Yeah, I mean, definitely with the um, when you're getting sign up bonuses, those are probably going to be the highest ROI um, spend that you're going to do because, yeah, I mean, you know, you might be getting um, 10x back you know, on, on what you're spending in some of those situations. So, yeah. And some of the deals online. So it's like, oh, look, I got home at 10 o'clock and I can click a few buttons on my computer and order from some online retailers like PayPal Digital Gifts or My Gift Cards Plus, New Egg, many of these other retailers where I don't even have to go in a store and deal with cashiers and wait in lines or park or drive or anything. I could just get them from home. Mm hmm. Yep. And how much do you think people can do on average per month? That normally depends on, on a few different things. So obviously one is just where where you're located geogra uh, geographically, so which city you live in. And I mean, there are a, a few good options for grocery store deals. So you've got Kroger, Meyer, 
um, giant up, you know, up in the Northeast. Um, there's also a high V in the Midwest. Um, so it depends a lot on just where you're located and, you know, as well as how often these deals are coming around, um, how much you have available total on credit lines. Um, and, and also which credit card you actually have to take advantage of certain bonus categories. But aside from all that, you can kind of do as, as little or as much as you want. I mean, we have members that do anywhere from, you know, around a thousand dollars per month of the people who are doing like $50,000 or more on a month to month basis. But, um, yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, some, some of those people are doing, for example, the Kroger deals where we're able to buy gift cards and kill points together. Those a lot of times it's easy to do a few thousand dollars in a single transaction. And then some people, mm-hmm. you know, people might go to, uh, you know, different Kroger locations, just driving around for a few hours throughout the day, pretty doable to do, you know, maybe $20,000 or more in a single day with those. So, yeah. um, it depends on a lot of factors, but anyone who's new and gets in the group, like just, just pay attention to the deals and see which, which deals are coming out, um, that, that, um, are relevant for you based on where you're located at. Yeah, some people get intimidated. They think, oh, well, I don't want to make this into a full-time job, so I'm not going to do it. But I tell people, Mm -hmm. well, you can just start small and build up as it's comfortable for you if you have more time. I mean, some people are in this just for the sign-up bonuses. They're not not going to do the break-even deals. They're not even going to go in-store in some cases, or they're just going to wait for the bigger deals. So your level of involvement is definitely up to you. And for anyone who feels like it's uh, a little overwhelming or seems really complicated. I mean, I would suggest just starting out with one deal, uh, like just doing one first and maybe picking something that's fairly easy, fairly simple. So yeah, something like, I mean, you mentioned PayPal digital gifts and my gift cards plus and new egg deals where it's like, okay, there's a $50 gift card for whatever brand, let's say Adidas or, or Carter's or something like that. Those are some recent examples I've seen, you know, $50 gift card for 40 bucks and you buy it online. Um, and there's no grocery store points or fuel points involved with that that you have to use yourself or resell. Those are typically pretty easy, pretty simple, and obviously low spend as well for anyone who's like, you know, feels nervous about it. So those are the types of deals that might be good for people who are starting out and who feel kind of intimidated by the whole idea of everything. We also, like I mentioned, we try to do our best with providing all the relevant details and instructions for each deal. Um, as well as including the gcgalore.com articles for each deal, which also go into detail about how each deal works. I mean, we're also working on some onboarding materials for people just to go over like not not only just each specific deal, but the whole process of how everything works from, you know, monitoring the the Telegram group to see the new deals and submitting gift cards on on their sheet and things like that. So hopefully within the next several weeks, we'll have that ready and live able to use i think overall like if you start out small as time goes on you'll get you'll get the hang of it and get more accustomed to how everything works yeah maybe just start with one deal as you mentioned one local store one online merchant and -hmm. just take your time with it maybe ask a few questions here and there if you're new and yeah over time i think with just a little bit of organization a little bit of patience i think it's not too difficult to get started with and organization is important. How do you suggest people keep track of cards and deals? Yeah, so I mean, the main thing we do to help people keep track of that is just with the submission template sheet that we have. So um, basically, when people submit gift cards to us, we do it all through Google Sheets currently. Um, that might change at some point in the future if we actually build a 
like a submission portal um, or website. But currently, uh, it's all done through Google Sheets. And essentially, we have a, a submission template sheet that each member will make a copy of, and then they'll use their own copy of that sheet to submit the card. So, but use, but just using that is a really good way of, of keeping track of the cards that you submit to us as, 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 as well as like um, any upcoming payments you have and any payments we've already made to you. Um, so just having a standardized template for that, as opposed to, you know, people just sending us cards like the email and having to create their own tracking sheet is one of the main tools that we provide to help people, um, you know, track that stuff, store your physical gift cards properly. Um, just because we, uh, re we require each member to hold on to the physical gift cards for a year for 365 days after submitting them to us. And that's just in case within that time frame we have any customers coming back saying that, you know, a gift card was invalid or had insufficient funds or was, you know, blocked or had any kind of issue like that. Um, so it is important to store your gift cards properly and be organized with that in case we, you know, in case you submit a card to us and we come back three months later and say, hey, we need you to check on this card um, like it's invalid or, you know, some, a customer said it doesn't have money on it. And we're actually in the onboarding material that I'm working on putting together. I'm going to have some I'm going to have like a guide on that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so most people use like a shoebox or something to store the cards in. We'll have something set up for that as far as best practices and some visual examples of what some people do. Yeah, and with the digital cards, it's easy because you just have an online record. You're able to copy-paste the codes to a spreadsheet. But with the mm -hmm. physicals, there's some transcription that you have yep. to just type the numbers from the cards. Some of them are easier than others, like the Apple gift cards have the numbers and letters for some reason. <laughs> some of the cards have right. spaces. Some of them yeah. don't. So what I usually do is I use a finger or an index card to cover a few digits at a time and mm -hmm. just take my time with the inputting or there's some barcode scanner apps out there. Like the barcode scanner is actually the barcode as opposed to like the OCR text recognition um, yeah. tools that are out there. The, the barcode scanners themselves are typically reliable because, I mean, the barcode just corresponds to the actual gift card number. So I know a lot of people who use those. And I mean, there are some examples of brands that that doesn't really work with. So you mentioned Apple is a barcode on, on those, but like it doesn't no, correspond to the actual yeah. redemption code that we need. <laughs> like the 16, I think it's either, it's either 15 or 16 digit alpha numerical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> string of, of characters there. But yeah, I mean, for most of the brands, so like Home Depot, Best Buy, Nike, you know, Lululemons, um, you know, most of the brands that, that we buy, um, the barcode scanners will work perfectly fine for importing the actual gift card number into the spreadsheet. Um, I mean, you still have to scratch off the pen and put that in manually, but you know, if you can, if you can just scan the barcode and it, you know, populates the cell with the 16 digit, you know, gift card number, and then that's taken care of and you know, it's accurate helps to avoid typo errors. Um, also, and just save you time and mental energy, and you can just put in the the, the pin itself manually. That you know, that helps out a lot. So, um, I would definitely recommend people to to get one of those if they're getting started and they plan on doing a lot of volume with physical gift cards in store, because um, it definitely helps to save time. Yep, and you usually set up ACH for payment, especially for the larger payments. So, how does that work? How do people get paid? 
Yeah, so like you mentioned, we do ACH payments for the majority of the payments that we send out. So people would just, in their submission sheet, there's a tab called Payment Info. Um, and it has all the fields indicated where you need to put in um, certain data. So like your bank account, like the, the routing and account number, the actual name on the account, you know, the mailing address, the email address, um, all that stuff we need to actually input into our bank from our end and set you up as a, as a vendor from there. And then, yeah, like you said, mo most of the payments we send out via ACH. So it just goes directly from our bank to yours just to make it easy. There are some cases where if the, if the payment is, or if, if the payment amount is super small, like if it's $300 or something, we might use Venmo or Cash App or Zelle just because all those are free and, and we can avoid the ACH fees that way. But um, yeah, the majority are ACH and that, that just makes it easier for us and the people you know, receiving the payments. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, especially if you're using zero APR intro offers, especially on business cards. Well, okay, you have a deal, the payment terms are 15 days, 20 days, whatever it is. And now you can use your line of credit to basically convert it to cash with deals like this and then use that money to invest or earn interest on that if it's in a high yield checking account. Like recently I signed up for Juno, J-U-N-O, which is giving 5% APY in a checking account which is really interesting. I imagine mm. most people get zero or maybe a, a very low amount in their checking account. So there's a, an interesting cash flow dynamic that's a bonus of doing this gift card reselling. And I think if you find a, a situation that actually is profitable and makes sense with that, then that's an interesting idea and something you could do. I feel like most, pe most people probably aren't doing that. They're probably just using, like you mentioned, the Amex Gold Card or, or maybe City Premier you know, for three exit grocery stores or even deals where there's not really a, a bonus category multiplier involved, maybe like city double cash, um, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm assuming people are just trying to get the most cash back they can or points on their cards and just churning it and, and turning it around as quickly as they can. Yeah, sometimes the so. deals are so good that we just need to push volume. Like um, we'll talk about a, a giant deal that was recent that was giving lots and lots of gas points. And it's like, yeah, I've used my credit limits on the major bonusing cards. But now I'm going to go ahead and use other ones, even though I'm not getting the 4X. Well, I'm still mm -hmm. getting a good return and some other benefits possible. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, whenever you can combine those really good bonus cards, um, you know, bonus category credit cards with, yeah, grocery, grocery store deals um, or whatever it is, that's preferable. But like you said, if you've maxed that out, there might still be deals where it's, it's still really profitable to do. So you mentioned Giant, and I mean, Giant does... Uh, all, all types of different deals for different brands and different earning rates. But, you know, I know like the first one that I think of is the uh, Adidas ones where they do 10 X on Adidas, which at least in Pennsylvania where you're at, as I understand it, you know, that essentially yep. equates to 25% back, you know, in, in gas savings. And even though I'd be buying the cards at around, maybe, let's say, you know, 12% below cost, you end up coming out ahead 13%. If you're using those points on gas yourself, um, yeah. you know, the only downside to, to that specifically, unless I can at some point start buying and reselling the giant gas points is that it's, it, it, which I would love to do is that it's just hard to, it's just hard for each individual to actually scale those types of deals where you have to actually use either fuel points or grocery store rewards to make it worth it. Unless you have friends you can resell them to. Um, I know. Yep. Some people, people might have also, some friends. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's one example. The the Kroger fuel points deals are pretty consistent as well, and is and is at this point the majority of the volume that we do. Um, there's sometimes some saturation with those. The the deals might end up being like one percent below cost for people, um, just because there's so much so much demand and saturation. But yeah, if you're using you know MX Gold, City Premier. Um, there's probably even other options out there. You're still coming out ahead. So, you know, but like, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, it just depends on the deal. It depends on your proximity to, you know, some of these different stores and how many you have around you and how much volume you can do. And on those new cards working towards sign-up bonuses, usually what I'll do is split tender. I'll say, okay, I'll put $299.76 on a brand new card because if I go in and shoving it in their face and buying like $3,000 in gift cards, it's not going to look like real yeah. spend and i probably won't get credit for that spend working toward a sign-up bonus with many issuers so we've mm-hmm. heard a lot in this space that this is more of a marathon and not a race so yeah you can hammer those seasoned cards in most cases but mm-hmm. with the newer cards it's helpful to be more careful on that yeah i mean i know even with season cards people do stuff just to avoid like those round round number purchases so yeah um instead of having you know purchase for $1,000 even on a card. I know some people will like at Kroger, for example, um, you know, they'll throw in a banana or two or whatever to make it like a thousand dollars and 27 cents. Um, just, just to at the very least prevent the credit card issuers like algorithm for, for checking for fraud and just weird looking transactions. I know people do that. So there's, you know, I've heard people using, bananas, limes, like whatever, add <laughs> a few, a few cents, you know, on, onto the uh, transaction just to make it look kind of like a normal grocery purchase. Um, and I even remember times, I think this was back in 2020 when the best buy rates were, were crazy. And Ooh. I was driving, I was driving around to all the Kroger's and Harris Cedars. And at one point I just had like a big old batch of bananas sitting in the passenger seat of my car. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is pretty funny. So yeah, I mean, this the stuff that people do to make this hobby work and, and avoid issues with the credit card issuers. Yeah, the giant PA registers are very interesting because if you do a larger transaction, there'll be a prompt on the screen that will say something like 1500. Is this amount correct? Yes or no? <laughs> you could hit the no button and say what amount you want. So you huh. don't even have to ask the cashier to designate a certain amount or they'll claim like oh you can't do that like they sometimes cashiers make up rules that don't really exist and you'll hear like different different rules from different people (laughs) in the same store so just have a little bit of patience with it and maybe try to explain things in some way if they're being too unreasonable but unfortunately we won't have the biggest wins (laughs) all the time if they're going to say like oh the limit today on cards you can only get two per person it's like wait i thought the flyer said the limit was two thousand I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, I've, um, I remember when I did some of the Target in store deals where you buy Apple gift cards and get some, you know, Target gift cards for free. I mean, most of the time I would just do it at, at self checkout so no one would bother me, right? I didn't have to, you know, ask, ask any cashiers for like what amount I could do. But a couple of times I tried just going to customer service. Yeah, they just threw out random numbers. I was like, how much can I do? And they're like, uh, the maximum you can do is $400. And I'm like, based on what? Like, where does it say that? And <laughs> they're like, that's just the limit. That's what they told us. 
And I go oh. to a different store and they said, oh yeah, the limit's $800. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like arbitrary limits being thrown around. But, but then I'd go and stand at self-checkout and do, you know, 10 transactions in a row of a hundred bucks each. I was like, oh, I guess the limit isn't 400. I guess <laughs> however much I want to do. <laughs> yeah. You before know? they come in, uh, it's like, hey, what are you doing over there? Uh, let me see your ID. <laughs> you mentioned the Best Buy deals. Yeah, that was some of the better ones that I've seen. Giant mm-hmm. had promotions for 5x gas points on most cards. So Best mm-hmm. Buy was qualifying. So back then when the rates were like 98% plus, yeah. 99% plus, it was like a full send. I, I went on a world tour. It's like, oh, let's see how many stores I can get today. <laughs> Just uh, go yep. north. Go north to Wind Creek, Bethlehem and play some poker at the end of the rainbow after you bought all these gift cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember also with Best Buy, some of the Meyer deals um, where cause typically Meyer would do, you know, you get 10% back in the form of the M- Meyer M perks, which is their, you know, grocery re- rewards. But then there were times where they would just do a straight 10% off off um like immediately uh 10% discount on Best Buy and I know that some people were like flying to Meyer territory up to like Michigan or um or Illinois like just just to go buy those cars just because there was so much money or so much potential profit there it's like yep you get 10% off and you can sell the cars at like 97% um and from what I remember there there weren't much uh there wasn't much of a like a limitation on how much you could buy per person or maybe there was but you could just keep on going to different locations and and buy a ton so um yeah i remember people doing that and then there was even one time where i drove from charlotte north carolina down to columbia south carolina because there was a a promotion going on but it was like it was weird because it was only with kroger and not harris teeter specifically um, or it was like, I guess it was Kroger and all the other Kroger affiliates excluding Harris Teeter for some reason. Um, so I drove like an hour and a half down to Columbia and just spent the whole day going to the, you know, five or six Krogers that they had down there, um, buying yeah. gift cards and fuel points. And I think I did like 15 K or something that day. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, people, you're people do at crazy stuff. <laughs> a really awesome hourly when the promotions are very, very good. Even even on the smaller ones, it's like, look, if I'm just doing one store stop and I have an edge of like 7% and I'm able to spend $2,000, I mean, it's like, yeah. wow, uh, maybe this store, I was already kind of in that area. So it was a two or three minute detour. I was in the store for about five minutes. It took like two or three minutes to upload the cards after the fact. So when you're thinking about your time and money, um, yeah, it, it's just like a full send, very easy decision for me in many of these cases with the good promotions. Yeah, I had a friend mention to me recently, the way he put it is that like, um, if you're already going to the, a certain store to buy groceries and there's a gift card deal going on, that's it's profitable, like getting paid to go grocery shopping. <laughs> Essentially, I yeah. mean, you know, you do, you make whatever, 50 bucks, um, let's say on average on, on some of those deals, you know, in, in one stop and you're already going there anyway to, to, to buy food or whatever. So yeah, kind of just getting paid to go grocery shopping. A question some have, why sell gift cards to you rather than people just listing gift cards themselves on sites like raise.com, card cash, some other places? Uh, yeah. So I mean, with raise, they, they charge a pretty large, um, commission percentage if you're not already a bulk seller with them. Um, I think it's like you know, like 13% or 15% um, as far as what they take. So, you know, if you're listing one card or even a few thousand dollars of cards 
and that's it. Like, you know, the, the deal's probably not going to be profitable. You're just going to be losing money. I mean, you have to be selling a lot of volume consistently every month to like to be in their bulk seller program and to get like the, the, the preferred rates as far as the commission percentage you're getting that lower. Um, as well as like you would just, I mean, you list them essentially on consignment and then you get paid whenever someone buys them, which you don't know how long that would take. So, you know, selling, selling gift cards to, to me, um, through my telegram group, you basically have, you know, a guaranteed buyer for those cards, you know, what rate you're going to sell them at and you know, whether it's going to be profitable or not before you actually participate in it. So you've been sourcing from many people for several years now. So you're able to get those competitive rates. Yeah, I mean, I started the group in April of 2020, so it's a little bit over three years uh, old at this point. But I mean, yeah, I've just you know done a lot of work putting together my own network of of, um, of gift card customers, of end buyers for the cards, so that I'm able to you know buy them from people and have a have a slight margin um, and, and resell them and make that money. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've got several hundred people in the group currently and looking to continue growing that number. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the gist of what we do is, you know, giving people an easy way to spend more on their cards, and get paid back and, and generate more credit card rewards. Yeah, and I mentioned organizations, definitely a part of this. You have to keep your cards, you have to um, be able to find them. And if you're ordering online, what I'm usually doing is just keeping a list of the orders that I made because sometimes those emails might take a few hours to come in. So there is mm -hmm. the organization, there is the patience. Might there be other risks involved with gift card reselling or things people should know? Yeah, so the main thing that comes to mind for me would be cards that have been either tampered with or, or compromised one way or another. So this happens a lot, for example, with the Target deals um, where they have the, um, the, the Apple and Target gift card deals in Target in store. Um, for whatever reason, <laughs> apparently there's like, scammers that go around and get the gift cards on the rack, open them, obtain the, the info. And, you know, basically when, when the card is activated by you, they have from what I understand, like a, a bot running that checks when it's been activated and then they use it um, as soon as it's been activated or shortly after. And I mean, that can happen really with any in-store deal that you do. I've seen it more commonly with the the Apple gift cards at Target. There's also been cases of that happening with Apple gift cards at other places, but for some reason it's primarily at Target that I've seen. Uh, so that is a risk. And unfortunately it's just on the, the supplier, on the person who bought the cards who would be selling it to us to check the card thoroughly, do their best to make sure it hasn't been tampered with. Um, but if there is an issue, it, it would also be on them to resolve it. So either, you know, call the gift card merchant. So in that, you know, if the brand is Apple, like call Apple um, or wherever you bought it from, whether that's Kroger, Giant, Target, et cetera, and see if you can get a resolution from them. Um, a lot of times people have tried that and haven't been able to get, um, you know, a replacement or a refund. And they've just resorted to actually doing a chargeback on their credit card for that. Or if that doesn't work, people have just lost money because, you know, if, if they run out of options with that stuff, cause, so there's definitely risks there. If you were to also, because like I mentioned previously, we ask that everybody holds onto their cards for a year after submitting them. We have had people that like 
weren't aware of that or just didn't pay attention to those instructions and like threw away a card after after we paid them and because they assumed like oh well i already got paid i can throw this card away now and they threw away the card and we came back and said hey like this card is invalid like we can't use it and they were like well already threw it away we're like well okay we're gonna need you know either a replacement or a refund from you for that making making mistakes like that is is a risk as well so that's why it's important to you know read all of the instructions and details thoroughly so that you know exactly what's expected of you um, if you're participating in the group and i mean there's other miscellaneous risks too so uh for example with kroger they started shutting down and like blocking fuel points accounts last year it's it's gotten a little bit better uh recently so it has it's not as bad as it used to be but they just i guess didn't like there's a few factors that went into it, but they didn't like the fact that people were reselling the fuel points accounts. Um, and in some cases, certain customers were like taking accounts into the negative, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, Kroger started blocking accounts. And in that case, you know, people, people were losing money because the, the points weren't able to be used. So we couldn't actually pay them for the points. Um, so yeah, there are, again, a few risks there. And my advice to everyone is just in general, besides making sure that you are paying attention and, and reading thoroughly all the details and instructions, just you know, also operate within your own risk tolerance um, and don't risk more money than you know uh, than you can afford to lose. And with the tampered packages, usually we can look on the backs of them, and if like a seal is off or the package seems damaged in some way, then go ahead and buy a different gift card instead. Like I've been yeah. at some staples, this is with the prepaid cards and there's supposed to be a security sale on the back, but if any of the packages mm -hmm. are opened, then okay, well, I'm just yeah. going to buy something different. I'm not going to buy this one. Or yeah. And I know California found like a, a little slip that was in there. Mm -hmm. So there, there were some scammers involved there. Yeah. I know that one thing that people do specifically with the Apple gift cards, um, and I guess this might be a, a good practice just for, for any gift card brand, but specifically with Apple people will like actually open the, cause it comes in like a Apple cards come in like a envelope or like a, uh, I don't know what the right word is for it. Besides yeah. That, there's but, like a, a seal on the bottom that you could tear off and it opens inside. Yeah. But anyway, people will open that and actually take out the card itself and compare the, the serial number on, on the actual card to that envelope, like that outer packaging. Um, because sometimes what the, the scammers will do is they'll actually switch the cards. Like they'll put them in a different, um, you know, envelope uh, for a different card. And so then the, the serial numbers won't match. So I know a lot of people will actually open the card and check to see if it matches or not. Um, and if it doesn't, that's a pretty obvious sign that the card has been tampered. Even if it does match, that doesn't guarantee, you know, that it hasn't been messed with, but to some extent reduces the perceived probability that it, that it has you know, been tampered with. So there's, but in the group chat, in the Telegram group, you know, people talk about that. So you can always go in there and ask questions and, and best practices about that stuff. Yeah, so a little bit of paying attention to what you're buying, making sure that things are in good order. And on the credit side, as I've mentioned, not hammering new cards really mm -hmm. early on, just splitting up those transactions and using different cards. So yeah, there, there were some yep. 
interesting promotions in the past where you'd have to do separate transactions where there were $50 gift cards and maybe you could buy like five or 10 of them uh, depending on what the alleged rules are uh, per visit. But if you use the same card back to back, similar transactions at the same place, you're probably going to get declines. The card's probably going to get frozen. So that's a case where you want to bring the war chest, as I sometimes say, and bring multiple <laughs> cards with you on yep. the go in order to get these transactions through. Speedway was one of those in the past. That was one of the better ones I'd seen. It was buy a $100 Best Buy gift card and you got a $15 fuel certificate for the future. You mm -hmm. can transfer onto a gift card and then you got Speedway points too. So um, with the Speedway points, I think it was maybe 4% you know, back in Speedway points. So it, it was really wild, 19% and then minus, you know, whatever the Best Buy 100s are going for. It was easily over a 10% edge on each yeah. transaction and some of these locations were willing to sell like 1500 in best buy per stop mm -hmm. yeah i mean like you mentioned there's deals like that 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 come up at times that are really profitable um and with some of them you can do a lot of volume with some of them you, you can't really um and the volume might be limited but the the margin is really good so some some good examples of that are some of the amex offers that come up so i mean i remember that you know on the Tory Burch Amex offers that, that have been around um, at certain times, it's like you get 20% back essentially. So you buy $300 gift card, get $60 back. And in our group, we were buying them at 87%, so it's a 7% margin. But, you know, most people don't have a ton of Amex cards. Like, you know, they might have a, a few and they might have might not have that offer on all of them. And then even people who do have a lot of cards, typically if you just go in and manually add the offer on one like someone would normally do um you know it disappears from the other ones even though there are you know i have seen tricks um to, to get around that and kind of scale that with some different apps that add the offer to a bunch of cards simultaneously but yeah i mean most of the time it would be people doing you know maybe three to five they would have that offer three three to five times on their cards, you know, so they would say what they would do it three to five times. And, and obviously it helps if you have like a P2 or P3 as well. $300 spend and 7% profit on it. Um, it's good margin, but that in and of itself sometimes isn't super scalable. So it just depends on, again, the person and what their preferences are. And then even with those deals also depends on if you have to go in store, if you can just buy a gift card online and have it shipped to you. So there's definitely a lot of variables there that determine you know whether it's worth it or not yeah we're recording at the end of june 2023 but my prediction is november december is going to really really heat up with the christmas time gift mm -hmm. card deals any predictions for that or any thoughts on previous years we'll just say let's wait and see what happens because you know some sometimes there are deals that they do every year during the holiday season but you can never be sure and sometimes there might be deals that you expect that don't happen or vice versa things that just come out of nowhere that are really that are really profitable that you know we might not expect so but yeah obviously in general they typically tend to run a lot of really good gift card promotions during november and december each year yeah november december typically gets very busy and then it falls off a cliff in january february <laughs> gets That's, really yeah. slow in january <laughs> yeah we have to yeah sometimes wait until mid-february or even you know march to really start seeing the good deals again 
Yeah, it's so, like yeah, go go on go on a cruise in January, February, go to Las Vegas, go somewhere, um, use those miles and points, and then yeah. when you're back, the the gift card deals will be back at a later time. But you won't be missing much in January, February usually. All right, anything else you'd like to add as we're getting closer to the end? Perhaps contact information, how people can find you. Well, like I mentioned, you know, towards the beginning, the the best way to actually join the group and get started is just using the Telegram group um, invite links. So, um, I guess we I'll can put just those have in the those. show notes. Yeah, we'll just have those there so people can click on those. And yeah, I mean, once you get in, I would suggest checking out the actual group description. So if you if you join the group um, and then you like click on the the actual QCGC logo within the group, it opens up the group description. And what we have there currently, there's both the Kroger gift card buying guide, which is specific to Kroger, but also has some some good like general info just on you know best practices when, when buying gift cards and some of the rules that you have to follow and that's just currently what we have at the moment like i mentioned i am working on some some more comprehensive um onboarding material for people but that gives you an idea of how some of the gift card purchasing and reselling works and then there's also a link to the submission template sheet um, which you will need to, you know, read the instructions on there as well as make your own copy of that sheet that you can use to submit gift cards to us. That's, that's pretty much it. Like we mentioned before, you can kind of do as little or as much as you want. You know, if, if you're someone that's just super new to this stuff, doesn't really understand it or feels a little overwhelmed or like everything seems complicated, I would very much suggest like, I mean, you could even spend, you know, a few weeks in the group just kind of observing stuff that happens without even participating in any deals yet. If you feel the need to do that, if that's what, you know, makes you feel more comfortable, you know, once you're ready to get started, just focus on doing one deal. Like just take it one at a time, one deal at a time, um, find one that's really simple and easy to do. Um, and just do that first, right? <laughs> do that wait yep. to get paid for it and then say, okay, now let's do it again. And, and, and maybe, you know, find something that's a little bit more complicated or a little bit more requires a little bit more work and just take it one step at a time. Um, and then, you know, it's, at some point you really get the hang of it and then you can decide if you really want to do a lot of volume or not. All right. Very good. Any email or social media contacts people can reach out to you? Um, yes. As far as email, our main email address currently, is contact at vidalibrellc.com. So that's V-I-D-A-L-I-B-R-E-L-L-C.com, which is the name of the actual LLC that I used to run this business. Um, so if you have any specific questions or just anything you want to you know, ask or, or contact us about, you can reach us through there. Um, I, I think that email might also be listed in the group description uh, in Telegram too, but... Um, but, but yeah, that'd be the best way to get in, in touch with us. All right. Very good. Anything else? I don't think so. Besides just uh, saying that I really appreciate you you know, having me on. And, and like I mentioned before, I do definitely plan on, you know, making uh, or getting to one of the meetups uh, at some point in the future. All right. Very good. Thanks uh, a lot for coming on and I, have a great day, listeners. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Visit hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, read select episode transcripts, and schedule a free consultation. Support the show through Subscribestar, referral links, and buying from my eBay store. Find this show on many podcast platforms and YouTube where you can find bonus videos. 
Supporting me on Subscribestar will give you special perks, including a custom podcast episode, questions answered by upcoming guests, and monthly private one-on-one conversations, delving into more advanced topics I don't openly discuss at length in podcast episodes. Visit meetup.com slash Philly miles and points to learn about greater Philadelphia travel, credit miles and points meetups I host in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. I hope to see you in person at a future event. Find a link in the show notes. I'll also present at the upcoming conference, ZorkFest, which will include social events and sessions educating about miles, points, and gambling. Find more information at ZorkFest.com, that's Z-O-R-K-F-E-S-T dot com, and stay tuned for an upcoming episode with the event host, Michael Traeger, who will chat with me about the event taking place in Lake Tahoe on October 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2023. Listen to my other podcast, the Stoic Solutions Podcast, found at StoicSolutionsPodcast.com. My podcast guests and I offer practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient tradition of Stoic philosophy from Greece and Rome. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Music